America needs more Thomas Jefferson and less Abraham Lincoln. If you think that's true, you're going to love my new book, The Jeffersonian Tradition. It's over 50 essays in defense of Jeffersonian America. So if you look at America today and you think everything has just gone crazy, you're right. And of course, there is a solution to that. So go to Amazon.com or wherever you buy books. Look for The Jeffersonian Tradition. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 452. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back in the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. Give me an email address while you're there. I'll give you a free ebook, also a free audiobook. You're going to want that. You get on my email list, and you get great stuff when you do that. It's the best way for me to keep in touch with you. So head on over to brianmcclanahan.com and do that for me. All right, let's talk about the topic. We're going to continue with some of the things we've looked at this week or uh, yesterday, in fact, we'll just say that we've got another one on this design, but it's the revenge of the Yankees. It's the dominance of New England and what this means and the cultural assimilation that's behind it. You see, the denizens of the woke religion believe that you have to assimilate. This is certainly part of a Puritan. This is the political Puritans. I've mentioned this before. This is what these people really are. They're political Puritans. You have to get on board with their vision of what oneness in America must be, what the American nation must be. And if you don't, you're a heretic, and you have to be burned. Maybe they'll throw you in the river, see if you float, if you're a witch or not. This is the design of the political Puritans. And not physically burning you at the stake, but simply canceling you, doing everything they can to make sure that you have no platform. That is political Puritanism. And so, uh, we've yesterday we talked about the revenge of the Yankees and Michael Lind. Again, he gets some things wrong in the piece, but I think he's certainly right about what's happening, that Yankeedom is trying to reassert itself in America in a different way, and that is through religion of wokeness. Now, we know that this... this particular situation affects everybody. And particularly if you're a media figure and you don't toe the line, you're going to face problems. And in some ways, what we're seeing, of course, is a new French Revolution. Now, I want to I talk about this in that way as well, because it's not just the Puritans. I think this is a uniquely American thing, but the revolution has to have an orthodoxy. And you saw this in France. So, for example, during the French Revolution, if you didn't say citizen, well, then you weren't revolutionary enough. If you didn't wear the red cap of liberty, if you didn't uh, ditch your knee breeches and wear pants, well, you weren't revolutionary enough. And you had spies all around you at all times. Your, your neighbors would spy on you if they thought for a minute that you weren't revolutionary enough, you can be marched off to the guillotine or strapped to a barge and sunk if you're a priest or, you know, shot with cannon 
I mean, this kind of stuff happened. They executed 30,000 people in France simply for not being revolutionary enough or being of the wrong class. Now, thankfully, we're not seeing that in America, and hopefully we never do. But there is an attempt to marginalize these people, cancel them, get rid of them, whatever we can, deplatform these people, make it to where they have no voice. This is what the woke left wants to do. And it's not just the left, it's also the progressive right. I mean, we talked about Michael Linda, a perfectly reasonable demand to take down Confederate statues. Nothing reasonable about it. There's no reason there at all. It's just woke nonsense, and it needed to be no shut up. So the fact is, we've got this French revolutionary zeal taking over America, one-size-fits-all, top-down Yankee political puritanism. And it's going to consume everybody, particularly if you are in some way agreeable to their demands. And so this is where Michael Lind and all the Claremont people and all the neoconservatives and all the people out there like that need to be very careful. Because even if you agree with them and you back some of their demands, they will consume you. This is why you just don't say anything in agreement with them. When I What I mean by that, you don't agree with them that any of their demands are reasonable. None of them are reasonable. Zero. The woke establishment has no reasonable demands. It's all just silliness, clown world. So by saying they're reasonable in any way, you're opening the door. You're putting, they're putting their foot in the door. This is, this is Lincoln. This is Lincolnian nationalism. None of that was reasonable. It's not reasonable. There's none of this that's reasonable. So let's talk about where I'm seeing this with people that at one point, you, can't, you can never be woke enough. You can never be revolutionary enough. And it's not just okay now to have at one point been kind of on board with it because that's not good enough anymore. There's a piece in the pop culture magazine entitled In Style. The title is, Gwen Stefani was asked point-blank if she's a Republican and still didn't answer. It's pretty obvious, she said, and definitely is not. This is by Sam Reed. Sam Reed is a female journalist who's woke. Uh, you go to her social media accounts. I mean, that's what it's really all about. It's about her race, gender. Uh, I mean, this is what it's all about to these people, and, there, and there's an orthodoxy here. So if you don't say the orthodoxy, then you are the Danton East. You are the Girondin, right? The Girondin, let me, I use these terms sometimes, but the Girondists were revolutionaries who broke with the more radical side and then were all marched off to the guillotine. And one of the more famous in all of this was the Duke of Orléans. And this was a, this was a cousin of King Louis XVI. Uh, and, I mean, he was the, one of the main protagonists in this entire revolutionary struggle in France. He voted to execute the king. The king, Louis XVI, was shocked. How, I mean, my gosh, even, even my own family is voting to execute me. And that, that Duke of Orléans, that, that title was created by Louis XIV for his brother, his younger brother, 
Uh, and so then all the descendants of his younger brother became the Duke of Orléans. These are the people that were essentially next in line to the throne at one point. So you had this member of the aristocracy, the royal family, on board with the revolution in a constitutional monarchy. So then that created a split within the, the Bourbons. You had the pretenders, we're often called the pretenders, which were the descendants of the Duke of Orléans. This would be uh, King Louis uh, King Louis, the citizen king, uh, in the 1830s, he was of direct line from his father, who was executed by a guillotine in 1793 during the Reign of Terror. And so then you had that, and then you had the real Bourbons. These are, these are the people that were direct descendants of the king himself, Louis the Fourteenth, Louis the Fifteenth, Louis the Sixteenth. And when the Restoration came back, these are the people that were in power. At that point. So you, you had this, this split even in that, but certainly you had the revolutionaries who didn't go far enough, but yet they were pushing it. This is where Michael Lynn's saying, this is a perfectly reasonable plan to tear down Confederate monuments. This is Alan Gelzo. This is Michael Anton. This is all these idiot neoconservatives that run around saying these things. When all, really all they're going to do is just be, they're going to be executed too. Why even give them an inch? Say, no, it's not a perfectly reasonable plan to take these things down. No, well, they do it because they don't want to be called all kinds of names, when in reality, they're going to call you the name anyways. We know what name they're going to call you if you say, well, I think Confederate monuments should stay up. Oh, my gosh. You know what you are? begins with an R. Well, it doesn't matter that you're not. They're just going to call you that anyways. So why even give them? Why even give them an inch? Why even give them a millimeter in these things? Just say, no, shut up. So Gwen Stefani is asked, are you a Republican? Like, I mean, look, this is asking, this is akin nowadays in modern American society to asking in the 17th century, are you a Catholic? Are you a Protestant? Because politics has become the secular religion. So are you a Republican? Even the Republicans are sorry. I mean, look, Republicans are awful. There's nothing good about the Republican Party. It's stupid. It's the stupid party. But if you're a Republican, well, then you're not welcome anymore. That's what this gets into. And I'm going to read this. It's so funny, in a way. It's actually so stupid, it's funny. Among Gwen Stefani's fans, the question of her political identity has in recent years, following her divorce from fellow 90s rock star Gavin Rossdale and her subsequent relationship with bland blonde Blake Shelton, loomed large as the, as the question. So think about this first sentence. Gwen Stefani divorces... Her um, non-white husband, and then now she marries bland blonde, or in a relationship with bland blonde. So this guy, he's just a country guy. He's a white country guy. He's not good enough. He's not woke. And now we have to know, are you really Republican? Are you secretly a Republican? Because if you are, well, then you must be given the comfy chair. You must be racked. And this week, the 51-year-old kind of sort of answered it in a paper magazine cover interviewed by Kat Gillespie. I can see how people would be curious, but I think it's pretty obvious who I am. I've been around forever. I started my band because we were really influenced by ska, which was a movement that happened in the late 70s, and it was really all about people coming together. The first song I ever wrote was a song called Different People, which was on the Obama playlist. Ooh, I mean, oh my gosh. 
And, you know, a song about everyone being different and being the same and loving each other. The very first song I wrote. So now, think about what you just said. Well, look, Obama liked me. I was groovy with Obama. Obama and I were simpatico. That makes me lefty. She's answering it. She is answering it. I think she's basically saying there, no, I'm not a Republican. But she's trying to tell these people to stay out of her business. I mean, again, this is like asking someone today if you're a Protestant or a Catholic in the 17th century. So Sam Reed says, wait a second here. May I be the first one to say nothing about this mishmash of references is in any way obvious. In pop culture hindsight, the 70s evokes hippies and free love and Jimi Hendrix. Well, not really. Not by the late 70s. She's talking about the late 70s, which was disco and ska. The hippie part of it was the early 70s. And Hendrix, Hendrix, really? Hendrix is not the 70s, it's the 60s. I mean, come on. The early 70s, yeah, you still have the counterculture running around. But by the mid-70s, you've got the country rock movement. You've got the Eagles and other things, early early to mid-70s. And then, of course, you see the rise of, I mean, we're getting into pop culture stuff here. This Sam Reed has no idea what she's talking about. None, zero. But it's not as if everyone who was, who was around then in some way was in some way liberal. See, boomers. Your boomers aren't liberal. Um, well, you see, all these people really in the 60s were boomers. Uh, by very definition. Look, the baby boom began in 1945. So you get to the 1960s and then the 70s. You're talking about people in their 20s and 30s. This is what you've got. These are boomers. They're all boomers that are driving pop culture in the 60s and 70s, late 60s, early 70s. And the melting pot theory of diversity that came of that area was only welcoming to different people so long as they assimilated into American cultural norms, allowing their own to melt away. Almost like a light version of modern racism and xenophobia, which is more blatant about what it thinks of people who stand out. But you see, that's not really what's going on. You are the intolerant people, Sam Reed. If, if, why can't Gwen Stefani be a Republican? Why can't she be a conservative? If you are so tolerant, you should tolerate that. Oh, well, you're that? Okay, that's cool. We still like your music. We'll get along there. We'll still be friends. No, no. Unless you're woke enough, well, now you're a racist and a xenophobe. If you're a Republican, that's all you are. So why give these people an inch? Now, this whole idea of the melting pot, that's Lincolnian America they're attacking. They're attacking this idea of the one nation, indivisible. This is what Michael Lind and all these other neoconservatives believe in, but the left attacks it. And Lind and, and Anton and Gelzo and Victor Davis Hansen and all these people, they open the door to it by saying, well, there's some people we should attack, which would be Southerners, white Southerners in particular. These people should be attacked. That said, I don't believe Sasfani was getting that deep. Her statement seems factory engineered to be pleasing to so many as many groups of people as possible. A non-political reference to President Obama? Sure. And who can disagree with a song about different people living in harmony? What fascinates me, however, is the strange dance that celebrities do around the subject of political affiliations. A trend her roundabout answer to a yes or no question exemplifies perfectly. In the last decade, we watched our government more or less burn to the ground, collapsing into a divided, ashy mess of populist extremes. It's no longer 2009. We're not being coy about political leanings anymore. 
Taylor Swift tried that, then had a whole Netflix documentary to try to explain why corporate interests fears of alienating customers and that it was a bad idea. Our government more or less burned the ground. I, I, these people live in a very strange world that they think the government has burned to the ground? It's only gotten bigger and stronger in the last decade. It hasn't burned to the ground. It's expanded its power exponentially. It's not an ashy mess of populist extremes. What are you talking about? It's the one extreme, which is wokeness. Celebrities' use of their affiliations with Obama, be it appearing on one of his playlists or that one time they posed with him at the White House in 2011, is as cringy as the white woman who says, I voted for Obama, as though that fact alone is anti-racism at work. This tack may have worked 10 years ago, but today it feels like an insincere cop-out. It is. A lot has happened since Obama that you would expect any, anyone sentient to have some feelings about it one direction or the other. So, I mean, there's too much has happened since Obama. I mean, you've had Trump and then all the horrible stuff with that. So you can't just say, I voted for Obama and get away with it anymore. You have to show. You have to prove. You have to wear your pants. You have to say citizen. You have to wear the red cap of liberty. If you don't, you're not the political Puritan. And you will be burned. You will be thrown in the river to see if you float. How dare you buck the orthodoxy of wokeness. As far as celebrities are concerned, Stefani is a special case, having served as the mainstream face of counterculture in the U.S. in the late 90s and early 2000s. Maybe in some ways Gwen Stefani has just matured. She's grown up. And this is what I don't... A lot of these people are just so immature and stupid that they never grow up. Maybe Gwen Stefani has just realized, you know, some of that stuff was just stupid. Maybe some of the counterculture stuff is stupid. It's immature. Well, it is. People grow up. They age. She's 51 years old. You want Gwen Stefani running around like she's 20? That's what Madonna does, and it's, it's uncomfortable, frankly. Her technicolor hair, often styled in double buns, bleached brows, and spacey makeup, paired with her preference for fuzzy bikini tops over t-shirts, captured the aesthetics of a post-pump pop-rock era, not to mention her idiosyncratic voice, something between an expressive Broadway character and a howling diva whine, had the sheen of a woman going against the grain. When she sang Just a Girl, it felt as close to a feminist anthem as anything at the top of the Billboard charts at the time, especially to the tweens and teens who adored her and expected her to mature in her understanding of the politics of womanhood as they did over the years. No, 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 no. You mean the tweens and teens who are still tweens and teens and they're 40 years old? They're acting like it at, as 40-year-olds and 30-year-olds. Maybe they should have matured into something else. Cultural critics in recent years have questioned whether we gave the singer too much credit. She may have looked the part, but it was, but it was Ryan Gosling, a prototypical Hollywood leading man who wore the Defar shirt to the 2005 MTV Music Awards. It was Jane Fonda, a legendary Hollywood star who, rather than coasting on her charm, built a career advocating on behalf of every marginalized community in the country and calling POWs, you know, horrible people that were stuck in Vietnam. Stefani may have nailed the aesthetics, but she was the first to acknowledge even then she wasn't really political. I'm not really the type of person that's a big feminist, she said in a 1995 interview with Billboard. 
I'm more of an old-fashioned kind of girl, really a real girly girl. I mean, so that's not enough. I mean, she wasn't embracing the wokeness even in 1995 when she was just a girl. In 2008, cultural writer Anne Helen Peterson dissected our obsession with Stefani's politics, the dissonance between the anti-establishment leader we all thought she was and the fairly conventional pop star she actually is. Stefani's then fairly new relationship with the hardy country singer Peterson <coughs> argued, was not at all surprising when examined through the lens of the very sent statements like the above not a feminist quote. Since becoming one half of America's most insufferably over-the-top couples, the two tease their engagement for years and gush about each other to the press at pretty much every opportunity they get, Stefani has continued her own long-held tradition of keeping politics to herself, even after Shelton released his own less vague commentary about Donald Trump's um, antics. So, Stefani's keep we can't we can't have Stefani keep her politics to herself. What is this? You have to wear the red cap of liberty. You have to do it. You have to come out and say you are us. If not, you need to be purged. This is what Blake Shelton said. Whether you love Donald Trump or hate him, he says what he thinks, and he has proven that you don't always have to be so afraid, he told Billboard in 2016. A lot of people are pulling for him, no matter how much Hollywood fights it. I see people who don't like him go and beat up people who do like him. You tell me who's crazy here. Both he and Stefani doubled down on the we-don't-do-politics messaging after Shelton received backlash for his seemingly pro-Trump stance. So who's really the intolerant group? Blake Shelton saying, hey, look, it's really intolerant to go beat up Trump supporters. Who's really being intolerant? And then the backlash comes, and who's really intolerant? It's people like Sam Reed who are intolerant. They can't tolerate somebody that they like being something that they're not. Whereas conservatives have to do this all the time. Hey, I like this music. That person's a moron in real life. But I love their music, so I'm going to listen to it. We'd have to do it all the time. But to the left, you're not orthodox then, and we can't listen to you. And again, there's the aesthetics. It's hard to divorce the image of the alt-cool girl who wore a bindini, uh, bindi, I'm sorry, who wore a bindi on stage as a homage to her bandmate with a woman Stefani has become, a prim TV personality with country pop leanings who has more in common these days with a Fox News anchor than a punk. Oh my gosh. She's not punk enough anymore. She's grown up. She's 51 years old. I mean, this is just stupid. It's laughably stupid. It's laughably immature is what it is. Her answer in paper makes me wonder if at some point she also became caught up in the myth of her own countercultural legacy. The allusion to her days in a ska band seemed like a kind of, remember when I was punk? Liberals loved me for that. Well, it's never too late. The fans are ready to welcome that Gwen back any time. Well, why don't you just welcome her as she is? If you're going to be tolerant and say, we welcome all people, no matter what they are, we welcome you. Well, you're not welcoming her, are you? Sam Reed? No. No, you're not. You're saying that she's not punk enough. She's not lefty enough. She's a Girondin. See, she flirted with all of it, and then, of course, she's going to get canceled. Just as the, they did during the French Revolution. This is where I implore everyone, don't fall into the trap of saying, well, these people, I mean, there's something that we, we they, they, have a, they have a point here about you know, this thing needs to come down, or this part of culture is bad, or this or this. No, 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 no. There's no point to be made about any of it. 
because at the end of the day, they just want you gone. And I think this piece by Sam Reed shows that. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brian McClanahan Show. I'll see you next time for the next one. See you then.